Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for the dark carousel. <laughs> Alrighty, boys and girls of all ages, it's time for the dark carousel podcast. And today we are going to be talking with Fright World Screen Park. Um, their general manager, Rochelle Finkelstein. And Snags is going to fuck it up probably 30 times today. So I think he should just stick to Rochelle. What's up, guys? Yes, we are going to talk to Rochelle Finken. You see? <laughs> Told you. So just leave it be. Just say, hey, how's it going, Rochelle? That's all you got to tell her. Oh, fuck. Finkel, Finkelstein. 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 Um. Finkelstein. That's a hard one, but it's I like I like her last name. That's badass. Um, but anyways, yeah, we're gonna sit here and talk to Rochelle, the general manager of Fright World Screen Park in Buffalo, New York. Um, if you guys get bored and you can't travel all the way to New York and check it out, just yeah. just get on YouTube. Get on YouTube. They check don't they don't really have many walkthroughs. Um, honestly, I, I couldn't find any walkthroughs to this place, but their promo videos are absolutely amazing. Um, they were featured on BuzzFeed, Travel Channel, and FrightTour.com, so that's definitely uh, a, a good success for them. Um, they are one of the top haunted houses uh, in the country. Um, they, they're out of an old Kmart and that, been, I noticed that a lot lately. There's a lot of haunts doing that. Yeah, but the way I look at it as like that's that's a huge amount of space that they can build in. That's a one way place to keep your shit dry. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, <laughs> aisle seven, aisle seven, Fright World. Uh, yeah, so Fright World Screen Park. I don't really know much about them. Um, I just know that they are located in Buffalo. Um, they have five attractions. All crammed into this Kmart. Yeah. Well, I want to say crammed, dude. It's a big-ass Kmart. Um, five award-winning haunted attractions. Uh, new for 2022, Carnival Boneyard. Um, then they have Grindhouse, Night Stalkers, Reloaded, um, Eerie State Asylum, and Insanity. Yeah. Um, guys, go check out their website at FrightWorld.com and just go read their bio on each haunt that they have uh the the one the logos just look great i mean i know the carnival bone yards obviously you guys know what that is it's, you know clowns everybody loves clowns um grindhouse is basically um like a bayou old rustic cabin area which again <laughs> chainsaws and hillbillies and all that fun stuff night stalkers reloaded um it's only Twisted radioactive waste, basically where it's just gonna fuck your brains out. Um, eerie state asylum, uh, asylum. Uh, you know, psych patients and just crazy fucking people, and insanity, um, which is this mind-boggling attractions you have yet to experience. So yeah, it's probably very disoriented and just uh, completely fucks your brains out. Um, so definitely go check out their website at Fright World dot com fright i can't speak this morning 
It's pretty early. We just woke up. Uh, Fright World, uh, America's Scream Park. So I'm 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 excited to sit down and talk to Rochelle and speak with her through the when everything started, how it started. Um, uh, talk about her makeup team. Talk about the special effects that they do and how much work they do on the off seasons and stuff and just you know improv through the whole situation and not really situation but just go through the whole thing and talk with her and then our next episode we are going to sit down and talk to the gentleman that owns hell's dungeon in dayton ohio so look forward to that episode so right now we are going to give rochelle a call so here we go oh man my back i gotta poop <laughs> hello hello is this rochelle yep hello rochelle this is arthur from great uh from dark carousel podcast how you doing good how are you i'm doing wonderful right next to me is my partner and co-owner uh steve say hello steve hello hi steve so uh, right now you're live. Um, so we got a hold of you guys so we can honestly just get a, a good story going on and talk about where everything started and just see how everything's going over there in New York. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Great. So tell us who you are, what you do, and what's your Hans name? So my name is Rochelle. I'm the general manager and director of operations for our company called Erie Productions. And we own Fright World America Screen Park. Wonderful. Now, what is, um, I see that you guys have five award winning haunted attractions. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. So, our haunted house isn't just one. We have a little screen park. Well, it's not really little, but, um, and within it, there's five haunted attractions. We have a concession stand, a pretty cool merch booth, and an entire lobby with queue actors. So, you're really in the, you know, haunted, haunted uh halloween mood the second you walk in the door until the second you leave oh that's wonderful yeah i was going through you guys' website there's honestly not much like on youtube like walkthroughs or anything which is keeps my interest um and but what really caught my eye when i messaged you guys was all your guys's promos and your guys's promos are absolutely amazing um, the, Thanks. The, I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, the amount of details that I see with the the scenes, uh, the costuming, um, just it just blew me away of how insanity, how much insanity there is at that park. Um, now I saw a news um, broadcast where it was an old Kmart before you guys purchased it. Yep. That's cool. See, that's wonderful. And we have uh, a few haunts in Ohio that are like that, that bought um, old um, convenience stores like that. And um, that's so a- we so we haven't purchased the building we rent. OK, so we end up switching locations okay. quite a bit. But um, we don't mind it. It's something we kind of enjoy at the moment because it gives us an opportunity to be in different parts of western New York. Yeah, we used to be in um, up in the suburbs. This is our first time in the actual city of Buffalo. We've always been within the surrounding, you know, suburbs of it. Mm-hmm. But it goes pretty well. This is our second year in this building, and uh, it's been doing great. That's great, and like the amount of space that's like left there, and the amount of stuff that you can just cram into those, you know, buildings are just phenomenal. And you said you were there for two years. Now, when you guys 
you guys are technically like a like a traveling haunt in a way but this the yeah. amount the amount of work that i that i can tell you guys have done it's just remarkable yeah it's the, what our build crew does is pretty amazing i i myself have been with the company for eight years and every time i witness what they do it's pretty incredible that's awesome uh, what they can put together in such a short amount of time so this is now the 20th year for freight world correct yeah, it's supposed to be tw- our twenty first season, but obviously with COVID, right, right, it yeah, like other haunts, we lost a year. So yeah, this is our twentieth season. Well, that's wonderful. Now, um, so when everything started, how did it? Where did it start at, and how did the idea come up? Yeah, so the owner Ron, he started the company. So he went to. He's always been obsessed with haunted houses. Um, he was making them in his basement when he was a kid at the age of five, six, you know, always had a passion for it. And then when he was, I believe, around the age of like 19, when he was in college, he had a uh, tombstone making business where he made like really good replicas of tombstones. Mm-hmm. And in college, he went for uh, creative design and business. So one of his final projects his senior year was creating something of a business he wanted to do. So in his um, best friend's backyard, they made their first haunted attraction. And then from there, the next year, once he graduated in 2002, they had their first haunted house. And their first haunted house was outdoors in tents in a parking lot. And then after that, 2003 we've been in buildings and it's been five attractions but the first year it was three wow that's wonderful it's just crazy to think something so small gets so big oh yeah he's had a passion for it his whole life and he really definitely made his dream come true that's wonderful yeah we uh we work at uh land of illusion uh in middletown ohio and um it went it started back in the early 90s and it started in back of a uh, old fire department and uh, back in the That's woods. awesome. And then now uh, it's a multi-million dollar park. Um, you know, it's the the amount of work that the owner, Brett Oakley, has put into throughout the 26 years it's been open. Um, yeah, they started with the trail, a haunted trail. Yep. And then now we're all up to six haunts now. Yeah, we're up to six haunts. Um, the whole area, I, 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 I couldn't even tell you how many acres this man he's has. Got, he's got a little over 250 acres, I do believe, but he only uses, just for the haunt part, I think 30. Yeah, about 30 acres of the haunt. That's, that's really cool. And it's just really cool to see, like, you know, haunts like you guys just continue to move forward and keep going and going and going and going and our goal with the you know the dark carousel podcast is to get your guys's story out there not just to to let people know the normal people um i should say um that this is this is not just a hobby i mean this is a lifestyle i agree and i'm really fortunate that we can make it a lifestyle because for some it it just is a hobby and i'm grateful that we're at a point where it is our business and our livelihood. We also do escape rooms off season. Um, and Ron and his crew, they also have built haunted attractions all over the world. They have them in Hong Kong, in uh, London, it's all over Europe, all over Asia. So that's pretty cool as well that our image gets to be placed 
not only in Buffalo, New York, but throughout the world. That's wonderful. Now, you guys have a new attraction this year called Carnival Boneyard. Um, yeah. So that is clowns? So, yeah, so it has clowns. It's a little bit of a carny festival. So we changed and redesigned our entire lobby this year. Our lobby and theme of the park is an abandoned carnival. Um, we're calling it the Erie Productions circus or a carnival and it's basically an abandoned carnival so when you're in the lobby you get to see a lot of that we have you know um selfie stands and one of them is a freak show banner with a two-headed monster we have a gypsy tent etc super creepy new lobby change so we made the new house kind of like the back end storage of the carnival and in that storage it has um, like little Easter eggs of all 20 years of fear and all the haunted houses that he's done over the 20 years and new things as well, but it's, it's pretty cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. I like, uh, when people do not just clowns, they do like the old carny, um, yeah, carny stuff, because that's what a lot of people were afraid of back in the day. And, um, <laughs> they're still afraid now. Yeah. They're still afraid. And that's <laughs> the crazy part. And, um, just to think, you know, when, like, I go through some haunts that, you know, when they they call it a, uh, call it a carnival, it's like, okay, so let, let's see if they have games. Let's see if they have, like, the bearded lady or the lizard man or the wolf man, and it's just clowns. It's like, don't get me wrong, we're clowns. We, we, we act and stuff at Land of Illusion as clowns and stuff, but when 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 someone says carnival, I, that's the first thing I, first thing I think about is just old-school carny clowns. And sometimes yeah. some people don't meet that at all. But the way I read your guys' description on the actual haunt itself, it sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, so we definitely put a little bit of every aspect of a carnival into it. When you're walking through, there's, you know, the mirror maze where you would see, you know, like the freak mirrors and the illusion mirrors in a carnival. Then there's parts where you're walking through and you see games that would be at a carnival. We have a vortex, like many other haunts, obviously, yeah. and just a bunch of things in that haunted house that really give you the illusion that it's just what we are holding of storage of what used to be a carnival. That's wonderful. Now, um, <clears throat> what is? do you guys have any original haunts still operating? So original. So not... I wouldn't say original, so in his first year, actually, yes, we have one that's back that wasn't original. It's called Insanity. It's been up for a while now. Um, that one was a returning haunt that I think he brought back, oh, God, I don't know the exact year, but somewhere in the 2010s it came back again. Okay. But he started originally with it in 2002. And Insanity is a crowd favorite, and it's a pretty simple haunt. There's uh, not much to it, but the customers absolutely love it. What it is, is it's a mirror. Uh, it's not a mirror maze. It's just a maze uh, with chain link fence. But within it, we have like a light show and fog, and it's really hard to get through. So um, it's basically exactly what the title says, insanity. Yeah. You have to find your way through, and it's pretty difficult with all the fog and the lights and strobes. And But it's a it's a a great time that's cool yeah we have a, a haunt here at land of illusion it's called uh phobia and um it's these old they, they took about uh, say about 15 to 20 shipping containers and um they opened them up and they made this 
again, what is called phobia. They try to find everybody's phobia, like walking walking underneath ladders, the superstition, like 13, um, aliens, dentists, anything that is like a phobia to people, they put it in that haunt. And they have these, uh, it's really dark in there. And it's like the walls feel completely just not right. And uh, you're walking through these sh- shipment containers, and you're fi- you like, oh, okay, I'm all right. But nine times out of ten, you have no idea where you're going, how you're going to go. But some way and some out, somehow you find your way out. I don't understand how it happens and how they do it. They're their own little <laughs> haunt at Land of Illusion. And it's just like they're their own people there. And they just, they show up. They do their thing. The, actually, the haunt basically runs itself. They don't even need actors in it. But they put actors in it to scare people. And it's just that is – I love when like people have like mazes like that and just feel disoriented and just feel completely lost with everything. Like last year, I walked through the phobia – and I just felt like I I died, and this is this is where this is where the afterlife is at, and I just could not <laughs> find myself. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big pussy when it comes to um like darkness. Uh, I mean, I'm 30 years old, and I'm afraid of the dark. I don't know what it is, but I just do not do it. But, and he's a haunter. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't I don't mess with like uh, haunted attractions like like insanity because I hate feeling lost. <laughs> yeah, I I would agree with that. That it's for me that's one of my biggest things the feeling of feeling lost is really scary so i always struggle going through that house and i go through it five times a night and it's still difficult for me to you know like my body knows the direction of where i need to walk and i still freak out in there so i'm not a big fan of it at all i don't i don't know what it is i mean i've been i've been haunting this is my 16th year haunting and i'm still afraid to go through haunts (laughs) i don't i don't understand it um so let's talk about um eerie uh, Erie State Asylum. So basically, uh, the way that sounds is it's a bunch of like like a like a psych ward in a way. Yeah. So we've had some sort of an asylum always at the haunted house. I don't want to say always; it wasn't there the first year, but it, for a long time, we've always had some sort of asylum. Um, and Erie State Asylum is basically a rundown asylum that's been abandoned. So when you walk through, there's graffiti on the wall. Um, and a bunch of insane patients that were left behind. But it's pretty cool because everything we got from our asylum is real. It's authentic. We got it from a hospital that closed down. Um, So everything in it is like, it feels so creepy in there because everything is real. And it's not just like we created it. You know what I mean? Like it's coming from an abandoned hospital That's so it's yeah it looks awesome in there. so it's very authentic yeah that's cool now when um so your guys' build team do you guys do you guys uh attend the uh trans world uh trade show? oh yeah of course sweet so Wonderful. um i went this year for the first time well last season for the first time it was pretty cool it was it was good to see it all you can't you can't stop looking there's so much stuff to look at i know <laughs> i agree yeah, I love it. I know. Well, that's um, why you have four days. Yeah, that's why you have four days. Yeah, we, <laughs> I went my first time back in 2018, and um, I I was just mind blown of how – that's honestly when I started realizing how big the haunt world really was. And uh, I didn't – I mean, I've known it was big, but I didn't know it was that big until I went to Trans World, and I was like, holy shit, this is a lot of stuff. And – the the I love to see 
you know, these, I, I call them basically no-namers at first because that's where they start. They start from the bottom. Right. But I've seen one person, you know, back in like 2018, they were just a small little booth. And then now, since like I haven't been in a few years, I'll get on YouTube and I'll watch the tours and stuff. And now he's massive. And I just love seeing that because those trade shows help people out so, so much. And oh, for sure. I love seeing like when people buy, you know, these these massive animatronics and they put them in these haunts like the um, uh, the darkness in St. Louis. They they purchased that giant uh, Pennywise holding that child. Yep. And uh, I remember uh, seeing that on YouTube, and I'm like, yes, yeah, someone someone fucking bought it. And I'm like, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and it's just, it, I love. I don't know when I when I when I see Transworld, I just I, I melt a little bit. Now, do you guys, yeah. um, with your build team, what, what, like, what's your build team number? Is it like your whole like haunt actors, or is it just like you guys actually have a build team itself? Um, so it depends year to year, obviously, and how much help we need. But the main team is so Ron, the owner, and then his brother uh, Mark and Trevor, his other um, another guy. So. The three of them are like the main guys who who are on it, and then they have um, another team of guys that come in every year and help out and get things done. That's cool. That is wonderful. All right, so let's move on to um, Night Stalkers Reloaded. Why don't you tell yeah. us a little about a little bit about that one? Night Stalkers is pretty cool too. Night Stalkers is, uh, I would say, as close to pitch black as it can possibly be. There are lights in there, but it's very dim lit and the premise of it is basically they're monsters, these creatures that haven't seen light in a long time. And they, uh, they come out and they roam when there's customers and they have these creepy long fingers, uh, their masks are, you know, these like morphed white and black, uh, creepy, creepy face things that are wearing long black cloaks so you can't really see them throughout the haunt and hmm. the whole thing is like um crates with shelves and uh kind of like a basement i guess you okay. could say that cellar that has been abandoned as well Ooh, Ooh. yeah i like your guys's like logos for these haunts and stuff they're very just dark and they they just look good, and um, I know on like on your guys's website, it's just like I don't know everything's themed, and I and I love that everything just makes sense. It's just not like a a scattered haunt where you're just walking through, and you know each and every other scene is a different theme, and you just get lost, like some trails do and stuff. And it's like you go through a, like a, a haunted trail, you know they try to throw all these themes into one thing, and it's like okay, well where where am I even at? what's going on but like with you yeah. guys like you guys have like separate stuff that this makes sense <laughs> this makes a lot i of never sense. so before so i've been working with bright world since i was 18 and buffalo is great because we have a lot of good haunted houses within the area but i've never i guess i've never realized how spoiled i am to be at bright world until 2020 when we were shut down so um i got an opportunity with Ron to go and see haunted houses throughout the country and just seeing like the difference state by state and seeing what other haunts do was incredible because 
it was the best learning experience I could have ever gotten. Um, I think we saw like 20 or 25 cons that year. It was, it was awesome. We went all over the United States and, um, yeah, it was incredible seeing what other people do compared to us and just kind of the difference, even like really like state by state, you can see how, how, um, different they do it. I mean, oh, yeah. state to state kind of has a lot of similarities. They keep it pretty similar to each other of what they do, you know, like up here, there's a lot of hay rides, et cetera, versus, uh, in the South, they're a little bit different, but it was, it was awesome. I think that was the best thing that could have ever happened now, have for you, me. Have you guys ever been to, um, uh, what the heck is it called? Haunted Overload? So I have not been to Haunted Overload. I know that Ron has and Trevor has, they yeah. were talking about it. We didn't get to see it last year. Yeah, we uh, we had an interview with uh, one of the actors that worked there. Um, we were supposed to have an interview with the owner, but the owner just shot us one of his key actors. And um, they're sh- they they're crazy. <laughs> they uh, they build everything from scratch. They don't they I mean they go to like Transworld and stuff, and they buy some stuff. But like a lot of their like wood structures range from like twenty to fifty feet in the air. And they do these like remarkable structures that they build and throw lights at it and fog and do it. It's like, and they tear it down and then they they rebuild it the whole next year. And it's like, man, these guys are just absolutely just nuts. Uh, and yes. it's like, geez, oh, peas. And then we had the pleasure of speaking with the owner of um, uh, Field of Screams in Pennsylvania. Um, I did get a chance to check them out. How and was I that? Loved it. Yeah, they're, they're, I know their hayride. Um, that was their main attraction, and I remember seeing that on YouTube for the first time. And when I tell anybody what I do for a living, I I show them um, the hayride video from Field of Screams just to show people how big it really is. And uh, Jim from uh, Field of Screams, dude, that, that that's another guy that is on a whole different level of haunting. And like, oh, yeah, props for him. And then, like, same for you guys. Like, I love your guys' scenery so much and so detailed. Like, you guys have like cabins in there, you have cars, you have such a remarkable, just like, just scenes going on. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy there's like detailed haunts out there still and they're still going hard. Yeah. Every single year we try to. So, this year it's Carnival Boneyard. In the past, we had Wicked Woods. We, We always do one haunted house that brings the outdoors in. Um, which we haven't seen. I haven't personally seen it. I'm sure maybe it's around, but I personally haven't seen that any other haunted houses where indoors, it it feels like you're fully outside. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. And there's there's a lot of haunts that try to do that, but then they they forget, you know, some stuff that makes it feel. Now, do you guys use like scents and shit uh, when it comes to like? Oh yeah. Do you sweep? That's wonderful, and that that helps a lot. Like the like, with, you have to have like the perfect lighting, the smells, just uh, like how you said in the uh, the asylum, how you have just old hospital equipment. It just you want it to make it feel like it's you're actually there, and you are in your yeah, own we, nightmare. We have we have senses going in all the houses. That is wonderful. Um, so, how long has uh Night Stalker's been there? Night Stalker, yeah, was in 2015, I believe, was its first year. Cool, cool, cool beans. So a while, yeah. That's awesome. Now, Grindhouse, why don't you tell us about that one? Grindhouse is the longest consecutively running haunted house that we have. Um, 
Ron is really keen on always keeping one house being an actual, like, you know, haunted house. Mm -hmm. Because when you're going to a haunted house, it's kind of what you expect to see. So we have Brian House, and it's very, um, I would say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre style. A lot of, you know, skin faces, and the masks are like that as well. And it's pretty incredible. So we've done in the past where, it's like an endless hallway. So when you walk into the haunted house, you can see the end of the haunted house from the beginning. And as you're walking from room to room, you see other customers going through it, etc. We changed that up in Kmart. We don't have that going now. Um, it's more dark and room to room. You don't see what's happening, but we like to switch it up within building the building of how we design that house. But yeah, we change it up every time we switch buildings, but it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre and abandoned house in the woods type of vibe that's pretty sweet now i see that you guys have like chainsaws and stuff that's uh now a lot of people are frowned upon i'm not frowned upon about it but i know some like hans are like frowned upon of having chainsaws indoors how do you guys get away with that so yeah uh our specialty prop we we go about it by just you know, having, it's not really a chainsaw, it's fake chainsaws as well, but um, we just, yeah, do it that way. We have our fake chainsaws ready to go, and it's very difficult right. having chainsaws in a haunt, you know, as yeah. you know, so. Yeah, we had an incident at Land of Illusion. This is when uh, one of our haunts are outdoors and indoors at the same time. Um, we had to take our, our actual blades off for chainsaws because some, some kid was swinging around like a like a crazy person and ended up smacking one of the owner's sisters in the mouth with the chainsaw and chipped her tooth. So we had to oh, yeah. Yeah, we had to take uh, the blades off and now we're running chainsaws without any blades, but I guess it's the sound that scares people, not the actual what it looks like. So we keep Exactly. It, we, all we, you really need is sound. Yeah, that's all that's all you all you need and stuff. And I think with I mean, a lot of people are like, "Oh no, fake chainsaw." I don't, I don't think that's right. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people just need to understand uh, just the atmosphere that it's in, and just the the theming. Um, I I enjoy the the fake chainsaw. Sometimes you can get some pretty bad fake chainsaws that sound, you know, absolutely terrible. But you also get those ones that just sound remarkable. I'm the type of guy. Yeah, ours, ours <laughs> definitely look real. Mm-hmm. What was it, Steve? No, I was about to say, I'm the type of guy that ruins most actors' nights if I go through a haunt. Because I go through, and it's like when they try their hardest to scare me, I try not to laugh. And it's like, especially like the chainsaw thing, though, the chainsaw never bothered me. Like, I don't know. It's because most of them, like I said, they take the bars off, and it's like, I'm right. used to I'm used to working with tools and stuff, so I don't know. It just don't really affect me. So it's I, know, like, I, know. I feel bad for them in a way. It's like, you're not scaring me. Stop. I, I know when I was a kid... Um, it used to terrify me because this is before I knew anything about haunting. I didn't want nothing to do with chainsaws. I didn't want to do anything with uh, strobe lights, um, like vortex tunnels. I didn't want to do anything like that because that was that was terrifying to me, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want that at all. Now, so since you're the general manager, have you ever just like you know put the you know the management to the side and put on a costume and start scaring people? Hell yeah, that's how I started. That's so wonderful. When I started when I was 18, I so the houses that I scared, and we used to have a phobias as well. That was my first year ever scaring was in phobias. 
in 2014. Then in 2015, I scared in Grindhouse. 2016 and 17, I was in Asylum. Mm -hmm. And then I was head of marketing, uh, the ticket taker manager, and now I'm the general manager. See, and that's that's awesome. Yeah, I've been at Land of Illusion for going on. This is my eighth year there. Um, and I was a manager of the Clown House at one point, but due to, you know, my normal adult life had to work, so I stepped down and I'm still an actor. Um, but I'm 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 I don't wanna be anything more than just an actor. I enjoy doing other things for haunt stuff, but that's why my brother-in-law and I, Steve, um, we we started this podcast, and we've talked to so many people uh, with their stories and just, like, really well-known haunt actors, really well-known haunts, and I like that. I like just hearing people's stories and stuff and getting it out there on, like, iHeartRadio and stuff and letting people throughout the world hear, you know, what's really going down during September and October. Yeah, it's I think that customers I mean I'm sure they do see how much work goes into it but I don't think that anyone outside of the haunt industry really understands what what it takes to go into this business I mean it is so time it, it consumes your entire life I mean even when it's not September October I'm sure you guys feel the same exact way mm-hmm. it's a part of your life 24 7 365 days a year exactly yeah, and when, like when we first started this podcast, we didn't know exactly what we were going to do with it. And honestly, just recently, probably about six months ago, we're like, we need, we got to do something. And then uh, when we started our season two, um, we said, screw it, we're going to start talking about haunting. It's something that we know, something that we love, and something that we breathe. So right. we just started focusing more on haunting, and that's when we found our niche. And we just took off with it, and people people love it. People want to hear other people's stories. People ever want to hear, you know, who's your favorite actor, or you know, where'd you guys get, you know, this special effects company, or blah blah, just so on and so on. So it's just really nice to hear. Um, so, uh, fun question. I love asking people. Um, so during the 2020 season, um, were you guys shut down? Yeah, we were shut down. That's when we traveled and got to see like all those haunted houses. Yeah. I, if at first it was a nightmare to hear that we wouldn't be open, but I don't know if Ron feels the same way, but for me, it was like the best year ever because I think I learned more that year than ever. And my first year as GM was 2021. Um, our old GM, Steve, who's great, he left the company and in 2019. So 2020 was supposed to be my first year as GM and you know, being a little nervous going into it, having that year off to travel and see other haunted houses, see what they do, and learn a lot was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. See, that's 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 wonderful. I know a lot of well, what's crazy. A lot of people give the same response as it was probably the best year for a lot of haunters because either if they were shut down, they still get to travel and go see other haunts or. You know, um, with other haunts, some of them stayed open. And for some reason, it was still an amazing year. It was a weird year. It was definitely a weird year. But it still 
brought in a lot of customers because they feel normal again. They can go out and do stuff with their family. They can go out and get scared, go see a movie and stuff. 100%. And I, I, so far I haven't heard anything bad about 2020, even though it was a terrible year. Yeah, it, it definitely was scary for us, like not opening. We were really worried because, you know, every year that you're not open, it gives people a chance to kind of forget. Um, but it was incredible getting to see those other haunted houses and traveling and it was just an awesome year off. That's what it gave us a lot of time to to think and think of what we're going to do next. Now, what is your favorite memory from all the years you've been operating? Favorite memory. I would have to say when I scared my last year, my cousin and I, we're scaring the asylum and we just decided to have fun with it. We brought toilet paper into the house <laughs> and we're just crazy patients and TP'd the house, you know, like the customers thought it was so freaky. We were having the time of our life and uh, now it's a little tradition after I rolled. They do an asylum once a year and I love seeing it, you know, as a GM now walking through, it just brings memories back to me and my cousin when we were teenagers having fun in that house and it's still happening year to year in there and, it's something I love. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, do you guys have any actors that stand out every year? Oh, 100%. I mean, my favorite is actually seeing the new actors coming in. And you know how it is. Your first year when you go in, you're nervous. You feel weird doing things. Like, it doesn't, you know, like, the, the I always tell every single new person at orientation, the weirder you are, the more awkward you feel, the better the scare comes off. Yep. Um, so watching them grow year to year and watching, we have a pretty good retention rate. All our actors, honestly, stay. Um, we have actors who have been with us for 15 years. We have actors who have been with us 11 years, 10 years. Um, we're doing something new this year. We got these uh, iron-on patches that are pretty cool, and they're custom-made for Fright World. So I give them out to the actors for scare of the night you know scare the shit out of someone teamwork all that good stuff and uh they get to collect them and see who gets the most out of them and watching them grow as actors is so incredible and watching them be able to scare in one house you know go from grindhouse which is a texas chainsaw theme to switching into something like night stalkers where they have to have creepy body movements and creepy vocals versus asylum where they can actually, you know, talk in English and babble. And it's very different from house to house. And the best actors are the ones that can scare in all five uh, because every single one of them is completely different from the other. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, we, uh, do you guys do um, like an award thing at the end of your guys' year? So, yeah, we kind of, we don't do it at the end of the year, but we do it throughout the season. So every single night at the end of the night, we have a meeting where we go over how the night went, you know, get stories from all the actors, all that good stuff. And that's when we give out the, the uh, patches where we give out awards to the actors every night. And every single night we take at least one person from each house, someone on the floor. Uh, we never forget about, you know, all the awesome people who are running the tickets and concessions and merch and all that good stuff. So, yeah, we get to every night spend 20, 30 minutes together of just talking about how the night went and 
awarding the people who did awesome. And it really gives everyone an opportunity to hear why someone was getting an award. And we choose to do it every night versus at the end of the year, because that way it gives people the chance to improve and talk to others and, you know, have a little fun with it. Cool. That's really neat. It's a really good feeling to, um, cause like I remember when I, first started like haunt acting i didn't like even before that i can i never really won anything i never really uh done anything to you know win anything at all so when i got introduced into the haunt world i you know each year i got better and better at what i was doing and then just one year uh i ended up getting in a reward uh from a or a review company i'm sorry and um that felt so good to uh to have that because it's something that i've created something that i thought was so stupid but someone else absolutely loved it and that that made me feel so good about myself as a haunt actor and made me feel well i want to continue to do this i want to continue to grow and grow and keep moving forward with this and i did and um when and I think it was in 2016, no, 2017 or 18, uh, I ended up winning uh, Best Actor of the Year at the Haunt, and that felt so good. To yeah, that's awesome. Uh, feel like, like man, I, I I'm doing something for myself. Like this, and it's not, and it may not be major to a lot of people, but to me, that that meant a lot to me to have that trophy and when I because like they hand out trophies at Land of Illusion and it's just like that that felt great that felt great and winning best actor of the night or winning best actor of the year and getting all these uh, rewards from like like review companies and stuff it's like holy shit like what am I doing and that's where you know I just I kept doing what I was doing and then I and uh, invited my brother-in-law Steve out to Land of Illusion. He kills it every single year. He's always improving with everything that he does, his costuming, his acting. And since we started this podcast, is people starting to recognize us a lot more and more. And it's just, it's a great feeling to be a haunter. Um, and I, I wish a lot of people would understand how that feels. And it's not just because I, we're spooky. It, it definitely, and being around, it's such a it's such a niche being in the haunt industry. Um, a lot of people love Halloween, but being specifically into haunted houses and scaring is a completely, you know, different niche of just the Halloween genre. Um, and being around people during that time of year who have the same passion and love for it that you do is just it's incredible. It's something that exactly I completely agree with you. I wish other people could understand because I, all my friends who don't do Fright World, who are, you know, they, they come in support and they visit, obviously, but they're not in it fully. They don't really understand the full realm of the no. whole thing and <laughs> <laughs> how much time it takes because I'm basically unavailable and don't see my family or friends from July until November. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know when the, the haunt took over my life, and it was honestly, it fully took over my life in like 2016. Um, like my fiance, she, I met her haunting and like her and I have a, the same passion and, um, we, it's just our house 
is covered in like just horror, uh, haunt stuff. Um, like my yeah. our kid, he's uh, he's two years old and he absolutely loves it. And he's not afraid. So far, he's not afraid of anything like at all. And uh, we took him through his first haunted house at Land of Illusion, um, through the clown house, and he wasn't bothered by it. <laughs> and he's only that two. Is, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, we have had a lot of love stories at Fright Rolls for sure. So many people have met their soulmates and their husbands and wives there. And it's awesome seeing it because exactly like when you have such a passion for something so, so niche, um, finding someone who has the same passion is really important. And we see it all the time at Fright Rolls and the kids, all the couples who have met at Fright Rolls and now they have children and they bring their kids through. And it's, it's just, awesome it's a great feeling so since you are in the haunted house business what's your fear my I would have to say insanity just like you being lost and not that feeling of not knowing if you'll be able to get out hopelessness definitely yeah (laughs) 100% that's my fear now you guys open up again this weekend correct so we already opened last weekend was our opening weekend right how'd you guys do it was a good. It was a good opening. Yeah, it was awesome. We had a lot of newscasters come out, a lot of uh, publicity on it for twenty years of fear, and uh, hoping that this weekend goes well too in the rest of the season. That's wonderful. Now I see that you guys were um, on uh, recognized on BuzzFeed, Travel Channel, and FrightTour dot com. Travel Channel. That's a yeah. big one. That's yeah, cool. they did a little documentary. That's, about that's, haunted houses and we were in it. That's wonderful. Yeah, uh, we ended up getting with one only one of our attractions at Land of Illusions called Doctor Psycho's uh, Estate, um, and that was back in uh, I think 2014 when they came out. And I don't, I, I, I never seen it, but I still think that's uh, amazing. To you know, this huge you know traveling channel came out and does this for you know these haunts it gets us recognized it gets everybody out there it gets everybody understanding like, hey it's spooky season come out and let's get scared for sure now um <clears throat> i see you guys' ticket prices are reasonable they're, they're nice five houses of five house pass for forty dollars and then for your vip fright pass is fifty five dollars that's that's a really good price yeah we try to keep it so you know it's it ends up being like eight dollars per haunted house. Each haunted house takes like seven to ten minutes to get through, I would say. Um, and it depends, I guess, on the night, right? Like if there's a lot of people, it's a little bit different. But uh, they're pretty long. They're a good distance, and we definitely provide a lot to do. Even if you're not going through the haunted houses, you can hang out in the lobby. You're getting scared there. The concessions is like. You can get anything you want in the right. concessions, and we make it so it's a full night out for people. We want it that if you're coming in here and you're spending your forty dollars or your fifty five dollars, you have the whole night. It's not just you're coming in for thirty minutes and you're leaving. Right, you're really spending your Friday, Saturday night out with us. Now, um, can you guys go? Can the customers go through um, the houses how many times they want, or is it just that's so no. it? They get a five house pass and then it gets punched. So they have the option. They don't have to go through. They can, if they, I, we have some kids who are obsessed with a certain house. So they just go through that house five times in a night. 
Um, other people obviously check out all five houses, but no, it's just once per house or five times of whatever house you. That's cool. Now, do you guys have like um like live bands or like I know the uh the roamers and stuff that you guys have the Q line actors, um their entertainment and stuff. But do you guys also have like like bands come out and stuff and perform? So no, we have very specific lobby music going to really set the vibe. In the past, we have had uh, live performances. We've had Alan Mafeo, Cataluna, Lil' Kiss. Um, a lot of people come out and do shows, but all those shows were after hours. We've never done it during operation because we really, really set the scene within the lobby. Um, a lot of outdoor haunts, it's easier because outdoor, you can't really get sound across right. like you can Kmart. Um, so when you walk in, like our video walls are playing very specific music to really set the tone environment and vibe for the night. So we keep it that way. Cool. That's wonderful. Now you guys, you said you started last weekend and you go all the way until, uh, November 5th and the 4th and 5th are lights out. How's like, is that literally just lights out? Everything's just turned off. So the lobby is still lit for safety. Right. <laughs> and then within the haunted houses, all five of them are, yeah, pitch black. They get one glow stick per group to get through. And it kind of really changes the whole entire haunted house. Um, I always encourage people to come out during the actual season and then to come out for lights out because personally, as someone, well, it depends on the person, you know, there's all different types of customers that come through there's customers that come through strictly for the scares and then there's customers like me who come through and they want to see the sets they want to see the design of it all so i always suggest that people really check it out during the actual season and then they come to lights out for sensory overload because when you only when you lose one of five senses it absolutely heightens and <laughs> makes everything that much scarier. Yep. I myself get scared during lights out. Yeah, I'm not a big and fan I of that. On. <laughs> Very well. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't do lights out. I don't. I know there's one haunt here in Ohio. It's called the Dent Schoolhouse. Um, oh yeah, I'm there. They uh, they do a lights out thing, and I'm like, nah, nope, not doing it. <laughs> I just don't do it. <laughs> I refuse. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I do not do it. Um, well, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your day and giving us the opportunity to speak about your guys' wonderful haunt. Um, again, I hope you guys have a wonderful, spooky season and definitely stay safe on every aspect that you guys do. Um, definitely keep just kicking ass. Thank you so much. I hope the same for your haunt. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful evening and have a fun weekend. You as well. Bye, guys. Bye. See you. That was Rochelle from Fright World Screen Park 1001. Let me say that correctly before I lose it. Um, yeah, 1001 Hurdle Avenue, Buffalo, New York, 14216. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you this now. Don't ever give me any crap about how many words I use during a show because you said wonderful about 400 fucking times a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always bitch says, oh, because I say awesome eight times a fucking episode. You said wonderful like 400 times. Like, literally, you go back and place, you go, oh, shit, he was right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm over here counting. Every time you said it, it's like, what the? F 
Oh, he wasn't giving me shit. Once you hit eight, I was like, oh, that's it. I'm that's it. He's yep. That's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. That, there you go. They're four oh one. That's funny. Yeah. No, guys, go check out uh Fright World, um Frightworld.com. They're a pretty cool haunt. Um there isn't really much um like on YouTube, like walkthroughs and stuff, but their promo videos are awesome. <laughs> and uh definitely look out look at just try to look at their scenery and stuff. They're they get really into detail on all their stuff, uh, their lighting. Uh, she said they do a bunch of scents. They do just a little bit of everything. You know, I think it's pretty cool that they they take what they got, and not even just what they got, what they have is just remarkable. Um, again, new for 2022 is Carnival Boneyard. Yeah, because it's wonderful. <laughs> Grindhouse, Night Stalkers Reloaded, Eerie, Eerie State Asylum, and Insanity. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. Wonderful. Again, guys, um, their tickets ain't too bad. Like I said, they're you wonderful know, prices. It's a wonderful, wonderful haunted house. Um, man, no, no. wonderful is like a word you use for fucking Christmas, dude. I use wonderful for everything. Well, obviously. <laughs> it's wonderful. She's probably like getting off the phone like, holy shit, is everything wonderful? Is he like rushing me off this interview? What the fuck? Wonderful. Are you listening? He's like, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> no, anyways, guys, 2022 ticket prices, five house pass, $40. Um, yeah, five, you can spend all night there. Um, VIP fright pass is $55. Or you can skip the lines. Um, they have group rates, 20 to 49 tickets, $35 per person, basically. Um, 50 to 100 tickets, $30 a person. So, guys, go check them out. And if you want, like, discounts, they have sponsors and stuff. They're sponsored by Burger King and all these other fun. The original chicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> all this fun stuff. You can get a $3 discount coupon from any of their sponsors. So if you want to check out their sponsors, check it out at FrightWorld.com and go to their tickets and scroll all the way down and you'll see the discount codes and stuff. Well, not codes, but where you can get uh, coupons and stuff. So if you guys are in Buffalo, there you go. Go check out FrightWorld Screen Park. They yeah. are, they're a pretty badass haunt and I, I really think that they're going to be, you know, up there. I mean, they're still up there, and they're they're continuing to get up there. And yeah. again, they're on their fucking travel channel, BuzzFeed and FrightTour.com. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> but again, guys, yeah. What was that? That's your cue to shut the fuck up. <laughs> again, guys, you know who I am. I'm Snags. That's Mister Sweets. This is Dark Carousel Podcast. This is a podcast for haunters. And again, guys, real scary stuff. See you guys. See ya.